a quote from a man named Paul from Acts, and he says, um, <laughs> my, might know where we're going. Um, at this point, he's, uh, he's being uh, accused, and he has to explain his faith. And then one guy's like, oh, man, you're almost making me a Christian. And Paul says, I wish you would all become like me, except for the chains. I do the same. You have been lured into church. I have prayed for you this week. My heart and my whole being wants you to know Jesus. It is not a secret. We want that for you. Because it's the best thing ever. It's the best news ever. So I just want to, so you're not, oh, what? Do they tell about Jesus? Yes, that's what we do. We bet our whole lives on it. And we want to share that with you. So just so you know, that's what, <laughs> that's what the sermon is going to be about as we're looking to that. There's some concerns and there's some joys and there's some freedoms in that. Um, I know I can't do it. It's not going to be because I'm going to have a big good sermon. No, it will not. It will only if the Holy Spirit meets you and opens up your heart and mind to follow him. That's the only way it will happen. So it relieves the pressure off my shoulder. But also it's the most frustrating part of my job. Because I can do a terrible job and somebody can say, come up and say, you changed my life. I was like, no, I did not. I did a terrible job. I can do the best, thing, best sermon ever and nobody would ever be moved. And it doesn't matter. We want the Holy Spirit to be moving in your hearts and minds so you will see. As, we've been, as it's been the theme and as we've been celebrating what the Holy Spirit had done in, in Lily's life, that's the gift we would want you guys to receive as well. That you will receive the joy of who Jesus is, the joy of freedom from sin, the joy of freedom from the wrath of God, that you will stop running away from God and turn around and see he's actually running after you. It's a prayer for you guys that you will see, that you will know, that you will not leave the same way you came, but the Holy Spirit would set these words aflame and you not go away blind in bondage and in a rebellion against God. And you might say, well, how can you say I'm blind? Jesus said the same thing to the Pharisees when they said, how can you say we're blind? He said, if you acknowledge that you were blind, then you will be able to see. But when we continue to say, like, I'm not blind, I can see. Well, maybe the Lord of this world has actually blinded you to be able to see. And why, how do I know that? Well, I know it from the Bible, but I also know it from my own life. I grew up in this church 25 years. I was here sometimes. The day Jesus met me, Open up my heart and mind to see who he was. I will to this day say I have never heard the words before. But you've been in church 25 years. 
You must have heard. Oh, just a little bit down, a little bit down. And maybe I did. Maybe I heard it a hundred times. But I would to this day say I had never heard who Jesus was. I did not understand. I felt sorry for Jesus dying. Like, I mean, he's a good dude. Like, why did he have to die? And why didn't he come down and, like, beat up everybody if he is God? Like, why don't he just... I didn't understand. I couldn't see. Until that one morning, in a song, I could see. I could see why Jesus came. That he came even poor and died to save me. It's very clear. It was just like somebody taking a whale away. So now we know it's not a secret. We all want you to know and love and serve Jesus. That's the purpose of why we are a church. That's why we, <clears throat> that's why we pour out the love to Jesus. That's why we have a community that we want to serve and love one another because so we can reach out to more people that you will believe the same thing we believe because that is eternal life with Christ. That is freedom from sin. That is the amazing part of, there's one person who knows everything about you. And they still pursue and love you. Then he's like, but I'm a Christian already. (laughs) Great. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm glad you came also. (laughs) That makes it a little more better. Uh, That we're all here. Well, my prayer for you is that I I have so much to say. My mom always says, and my wife always says, just make it shorter. Well, to make things, to make things shorter, you have to be way more prepared than unprepared. My sermons go way longer if I'm underprepared. So they say, oh, you don't have time, just make it shorter. No, if it has to be short, I have to have way more time to prepare. Okay. Because then it's more concise. <clears throat> As we look there, how many of you have been in the tub? Can I see everything? I'm see. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. One thing I've learned studying baptism this time is that I have undervalued it way, way, way much. I have forgotten that every time somebody gets in there, I'm reminded about what Jesus did for me. We're reminded about what he's done every time. It's like communion. We're celebrating life, death, and resurrection every time, and I'm part of that. So for you as a Christian, I just want you to have even more joy in who Jesus is as you celebrate a baptism because your baptism was also there, and you died with Christ, and you rose with Christ, and you now live for him. So I want you to just receive and have even more joy and that joy will be put into boldness to, to live out your life with Jesus right where you are. Not many of you are going to be missionaries somewhere strange, but just live out the life of Christ where you are. Listening to uh, Joseph said, eh, no, somebody said today, the first one you go to is Jesus. Whatever it is, the answer is always, you go to him first with all the questions you have. I hope that this day, not just me saying, but this day has encouraged your heart to be even more bold for Jesus. I hope it's going to challenge you. And if you need to be rebuked, you need to be rebuked or what we call a kick in the behind. And also be 
corrected it, and that you would even enjoy the Lord Jesus more, even more, and that you will shine, shine as bright lights in this world. That was the introduction. Let's see if we can go a little faster. Um, I'm going to lose the screen a little bit. You know what? We're just going to skip that. This is what we have written about baptism on our website. Water baptism by immersion soon after accepting Christ as the person, Lord, and Savior is a testimony of death to sin, resurrection, dream of life. And then we have it together with the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper is a memorial ser- service set forth in sacred symbols, manner, symbolic manner. See, I should have more time for prayer. The, <laughs> the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. All true believers and only true believers should share that. So that's what we have about what we believe in baptism. So therefore, there is not like a sprinkling thing, like a derby font, whatever that's called in English, where we do, uh, where we baptize the children. Because we believe that only believers who want to follow Jesus should get baptized. It's not just us. It's everybody who has believers' baptism. But that's what all our fellowship uh, believes. That baptism is for the people who actually say, "No, what? This is my. This is what life is about. Life is about Jesus, following Him, and I want to show that to everybody. This identification of His death and His resurrection. So that is what we hold to as that. Not everybody, you know, uh, other people in our fellowship. We have not. We don't force. We don't force baptize people. So there are people who are not baptized like that in our fellowship. But that's what we, as believe." is the right mood of baptism. And then there's this story about Philip. So when should you get baptized and all those things? <clears throat> Philip is told by the Lord to go on this uh, strange place, on this road where there's no people. And he meets an Ethiopian eunuch and the spirit says, go and listen. So he's reading aloud from Isaiah the prophet. And then the guy, Philip is like, hey, do you know what you're reading? And then the, Philip, the eunuch says, no, I have no idea. Because nobody's teaching me. Hey, do you want to come t- teach me? And he goes in the, he goes in the his carriage there, and they're going down. And it's very small. <clears throat> then Philip opens his mouth, beginning with this scripture. He told the good news about Jesus. So Philip is one of the deacons of the early church, and he's going around telling people about Jesus, how he's been transformed by the word of God, and about Jesus, his life, death, and resurrection. And so he shares this good news with me. And he's like, from Messiah. I was like, the lamb was led to a slaughter. I was like, oh. the guy in the chair, he's like, I have, who's he talking about? Is himself? Or something. And then Philip, he just jumps in there and shares the good news about Jesus. And there are, you imagine him on this road, and he's like, he's like there's a lake. I will, can I get baptized? And uh, Philip's like, yeah, yeah, I mean. <laughs> then we have some, we have other, uh, this is probably added later, uh, because of like maybe something they would ask people before they got baptized. And so he said, uh, well, if you believe with all your being. And then the Ethiopian eunuch, he says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So in just a short carriage ride, the Ethiopian eunuch becomes a believer in Jesus. And he sees as soon as he understands that, he's like, hey, I am all in. 
I'm going to go to Ethiopia. I'm going to talk about Jesus to everyone. They also need to be saved. He's the all in. I want, I want that. I guess I can throw away these notes. I have no idea where I am. Let's just go with the text then. We'll just read. Oh, this is Paul. Um, there's some controversies where a man named Paul, some people are accusing him of saying, oh, you don't have to, uh, you can just keep on sinning because then that gives more glory to Jesus. And he's like, uh, no. Are we could, supposed to continue in sin that grace may abound? No, by no means. Who can, who, how can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who's been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him in baptism into death in order that just as Christ was risen from the dead by the glory of the Father, we might walk in the newness of life. For if we've been united with him in his death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like this. We know that our own self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. This is amazing good news. We have died, but we should live forever with Christ. We, we have, our old sins have been crucified so we will no longer be slaves to sin. That we actually have a choice now whether we will sin or not. We're not slaves, but we are the burst, the bonds have been burst. Good news of Christ is united with him in his death, united with him in resurrection, eternal life, no, uh, no, all our shame, pain, and guilt being taken away by the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. That's the last slide. Okay. So, but we've, re- we've read the Romans 10 one. If you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart, Christ arose and died, that you believe in Christ Jesus, then you will be saved. So that's all. That's, what it, that's all. There's no work. That's also what we talked about earlier on. It's not about us working hard enough. Because we can't do it. I'll try to land the plane, as we called. So what? If you're not a believer in Jesus... No. <laughs> so now what? If you are a believer in Jesus, like I said before, Rejoice that you identify in his death and his resurrection. You have eternal life. You've died to your old self. You walk in a new life. You will rise again with Jesus and have eternal life with him. So you can rejoice. You're freed. You're redeemed. You're adopted in God's family. You can rejoice and worship in Jesus and give him glory for all the things that he do, for his grace and his mercy. What if you, like me, heard this for the first time. Maybe you heard it a million times, but this is the first time you really heard it. 
Maybe the Holy Spirit didn't open up your eyes to see Jesus as your Lord, God, and Savior. Well, we respond as one Peter said in Acts 2. Repent. Turn around. Stop being your own God and follow Jesus. In their case, they had killed Jesus. You can say metaphorically, we had killed Jesus by our sin. He says, turn around from that. Stop being your own God and follow Jesus. What are we supposed to do? Believe. Repent. And be baptized. To show that the world, that Jesus is Louis Lord. But also that other people have a way through Jesus. There might, there might be two, there's two general objections we've gone over many times in our fellowship. One, one would be the one called the despair one would be, but you don't know me. You don't know my background. I've done way more worse things against God and people. I've done all the things God hates. Like even now, my, my life is in total rebellion against God. I don't know God, but I know all the things I'm doing is really bad. At least I think. Um, like I've gone too far. I've done too much. There's no way God can accept me. Although this seems very humble and very despairing, and it also is despairing, it's just not true. Because even if you feel like that, you are not greater than God. And on the cross of Christ, the offer is there that you can come and have your sins forgiven and you are not stronger. It's not like God has a hand that goes here. No, he can save you. That is the scandal of the cross. But that's also why Paul was in trouble. It's not that we continue to sin, but it's that it's covered. The other one is maybe the one that also you might know and might have it yourself. I don't need a savior. I'm okay. I'm a good person. And you might press you. Well, I'm a pretty good person. Well, I'm better than some people. And that's true. You can always find some of them you're better in. You can also most of the time find someone that is better than you. That's the issue is that it's not about, it's not a comparison game. But every, all the time, like social media, when we compare, we just destroy one another. You're all created in the image of God to be you, not somebody else. So therefore, you cannot compare yourself to other people. There's only one person to compare with. And there's also a problem. It's not, a, it's not enough to be good enough or just to be good or a little bit of good. The standard is perfection. Be perfect as God is perfect. We've all fallen short. None of us can say we're perfect. Even in our culture, there's a saying in Danish and in English, no one's perfect. It's that obvious. So the standard of God is perfection. Thought, word, and deed, you've sinned against God, 
and against other people. You have rebelled against God. And we know that because we fail. On a daily basis, we fail. We put ourselves higher than everybody else. We put ourselves in the place of Jesus, our God. And that's why we get so angry all the time. Or maybe you don't get angry. You get, maybe you get sad. We know something's broken. And so that saying is actually not true because there is one that is perfect. His name is Jesus. And through his life and his death and his resurrection, we can be forgiven and be reconciled to God. So it's not, it's not being good enough because we can never be good enough. We cannot work hard enough you can, we can, none of us can work hard enough for God to love us because that's not how it works. God has worked for us in Jesus. You receive his life and death and resurrection and his coming back. That's what you need to do. There's a lot more, but we're not going to take it today. I'm going to read this last verse. This is what I've been trying to do today. This is what we've all been trying to do today. Encourage one another, remind one another who knows Jesus to live this life out that other people may see. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him, that's Jesus, to be sin, who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. That is the best news you will ever hear. And we invite you, we want you to come we want you, the Holy Spirit, to open up your eyes to see who Jesus is. It will transform all about your life. It will not make it necessarily better. I'm not going to be a used cosmetic salesman. Most of the people who die for their faith today, they're Christians. So you becoming a Christian is not going to make your life better, necessarily. Maybe it will be. It could also get a lot harder. but it's still the best news ever. To be reconciled to God, to enjoy Him, have all the sin taken away, or have our righteousness, die to Him, raise with Him, everlasting life with God, shine as His lights here. Man, it's the best thing ever. Information is what I'm saying. Okay. No, uh, I'm, I'm done. Um, uh, but I would just want to restate what Joseph said. You might have comments, questions, angry outbursts. We're here. We're here to hear you out. We're here to pray with you. If you need somebody to pray with you, uh, we, also, we can hear your comments. And, 
but our hearts is that you would get to know who Jesus is. And for you who know, I mean, I, I, again, I just pray that as you look to your own baptism and you look to this baptism and you will just rejoice so much that you will just see in your life how much God has done in and through you. And you will just have so much joy and so much thankfulness that you just, you'll be spilling over thankfulness to God for all the things that he has done in and through you. All to the praise and glory of Jesus. Let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, I know my words. I mean, there's no power in those. There's power in your words. There's power in your Holy Spirit. We pour our hearts to you and worship and thanks. I pray that your words have been ignited by your Holy Spirit. I pray that people will see that you are changing them down. If there's just stop, repent. See that you're there. So we pray that. Pray for all those who know and love and serve you. I pray this day is also an amazing day of being encouraged and being strengthened in our resolve to follow you. Not in our own strength, but in the strength that you supply by your Holy Spirit. So maybe you give us all grace and mercy and joy and thanks, thanksgiving. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may rise for the benediction, um, and then I'll just give some other information afterwards. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that the power of the Holy Spirit you might abound in hope. Så må Gud håbet skulle fylde jer med glæde og fred i troen, så I, I bliver rige i håbet ved Helligåndens kraft. Amen. Uh, you don't have to sit down, uh, but uh, you can uh, go to the next room, and then we will have uh, food.